The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. Alongside Patrick Nosey Walker, we've got Isaiah Stamback looking Hello. fresh as always. Hey guys. And the, the nice little button up. But you've got an extra button unbuttoned that I do. You know what, Kyle? I gotta let it breathe, man. Yeah, we gonna, gonna, mm, gonna, gotta, gonna let it for the, the next few hours. Yeah, you gotta let the ink breathe. Yeah, you gotta let it breathe. <laughs> you gotta let the ink breathe. The truth is, it doesn't button. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thick neck never actually has a button. It's popped off long ago. Whenever he had this shirt on, uh, we've got Chris Beam in the back as always. Kyle Yeomans, glad to be with you, uh, gentlemen. How we doing? Doing well, my friend. I'm swell. Swell. Yep. A little, little chilly this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nice. Nice and nippy. It was good. Nothing compared to what we're about to fly into. Mm. Thankfully, U.S. Bank Stadium is a dome. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Minnesota on the wake up on both Saturday. Well, we won't be uh, the team won't be flying in. We won't land in until yes. five ish Saturday Central Time Saturday. So it won't be as bad. Um, but Sunday morning on the wake up, five degrees Fahrenheit, mm. wind chill. Well below zero. That walk into the stadium yeah, walk is going to be brisk. <laughs> that'll, that'll be nice. That's but be you brisk. remember when they had the pra- when they had the play at the college, mm. Minnesota? Whew. Yeah. yeah. Listen, my blood is too southern. It is <laughs> my corpuscles start icing over. What's the coldest temperature that you've been exposed to for a long duration of time? Um, upstate New York. Okay. January a few years ago, wind chill was minus twenty nine degrees. Oh man. Wow! And seriously, like it, that kind of cold yeah. actually confuses your body. Like it, it, it goes past being frigid as far as you feeling it. It starts to burn. Yeah, like the sensation feels like you're burning, like your your skin's on fire. Because right, your nerves are starting to get damaged. So, yeah, that was the coldest minus twenty nine degree wind chill. What was yours? Minus fourteen. Okay, and we we're practicing in New England. Yeah. Yeah, it was zero degrees. It was the actual temperature. And it you was were out there 30 for miles per hour gust. Yeah. Ooh, and that gust. The gust. Like a knife right through Right through, through, through whatever you everything got on. Everything you got on. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and, then, and in that stadium, we were practicing in the stadium. We're not in the practice facility. The, that wind swirls Straight out there to in the New bone England. Marrow. It sucked. Straight to the bone. I'm trying marrow. to think if I'm even close to any of that. I want to say I was in negative seven one point. Were you skiing? Yeah. Yeah. The, so you but gotta, you I don't. Got, you got tons of layers. See, and that's the thing. I don't really go <laughs> up north in the winter very often. If I'm going up north, it's usually in the summer for either yeah, baseball yeah. at one point or stuff like that. So it, it's a little bit different whenever you're going up north in the winter because then you're yeah. going up to guy, places like Buffalo. Buffalo expected six feet of snow. Not inches. Six feet, feet of snow for their game feet. against Cleveland. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for U.S. Feet. Bank Stadium to being a dome for my friend Patrick yeah, Nosey Walker obliged. and the Dallas Cowboys. Much Speaking obliged. of news and notes time, yes, had an injury report yesterday, one with a couple good news and a little bit of bad news. Yeah, well, bad news is 
is subjective to what happens today. We'll, we'll see contextually. Okay. So, but that um, that report was kind of bad news. Yeah, it was a walkthrough. Yeah. Uh, okay, so explain. All right, so <laughs> WWRD. What would Rob do? We know you're watching Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all. Promising both Ezekiel Elliott, um, which you know he didn't suffer a setback last week anyway, so he was a, a limited participant on Wednesday, as was Anthony Brown, who remains in concussion protocol. But the fact that Anthony Brown was a participant at all means there is progress being made as far as some of those initial hurdles in the protocol being cleared. So that is promising. The bad news that Kyle is referring to is that Demarcus Lawrence cropped up on the injury report with a foot injury. He was DNP, which is did not participate on Wednesday. I circle that as something to watch, but I wouldn't be concerned about it just yet because I personally want to see Thursday's practice report Mm -hmm. when there's actual actual practice, not just a walkthrough, which basically means they told him to sit down and don't come out yesterday and, you know, just rest the foot. Um, So today will be key. Tomorrow will be critical. And then, of course, Saturday. So something to watch there. Not necessarily bad news just yet. But something to watch. That's definitely bad news. Now he has a history. Yeah, but he's been still playing out of his I mind. I get it, but he it wasn't putting him on the injury report. It wasn't. This is not the first time he's been on the injury report with his foot. Is this it? year? Yes. When? You don't recall that he? What, what game was that that he suffered a foot injury? What well, he? It, that it this ended year. up being. Uh, he said it was foot or tightness in his foot. He left for a few plays and he returned. Mm. Help, help me out, Twitter. If, if yeah, you know, I don't remember that it, specifically. Oh, it it I remember him Philly. leaving a Philly? game and then coming back, but I don't remember him ever actually being on the injury report. I believe he throughout was on the, the injury report in the, in the game that followed that. I can look through. I've got my email. I can yeah. go through it. Um, so, something to watch there. Flipping to the Vikings side of the injury report. Christian Derisaw. Mm-hmm. Some bad news for them, if we're going to go that route. Uh, their starting left tackle remains in the concussion protocol, and unlike Anthony Brown, who is limited in their walkthrough uh, for the Cowboys, Derisaw was a DNP. He did not even participate in the walkthrough yesterday. So doesn't look like, look like as of yesterday he's making any progress. Um, that's key, obviously, starting left tackle, trying to protect Kirk Cousins, trying to open up lanes for Delvin Cook and Madison. Um Dalvin Tomlinson, big body nose tackle. Cowboys know him well from his time with the Giants. He was DNP with a calf injury, something to watch there as well. And Justin Jefferson popped up on the Vikings injury report Mm. with a toe issue. Justin Jefferson, he was limited yesterday in the walkthrough, but he is battling a toe issue? Hmm. Big toe or pinky toe? Good question. Good question. I don't know if we're going to go full Harlem Knights. I don't know if we're going full Harlem Knights. And it was. I don't know if they. You know, it makes a difference, Patrick. We gotta. We gotta know. It does make. This is investigative journalism that we need. Let's see what we can find out over the course of today. If it's big toe, pinky toe, or one of the three medals. One of the three medals. Which one would you say? Is it big? Is yeah. Yeah. Especially for a receiver, running routes, breaks, and things like that. So yeah, Justin Jefferson. Something to watch, nursing a toe issue. So Mm-mm. that's uh, that's going to be the big the biggins as far as the news and notes. Toe injury has Michael Thomas sidelined for the rest of the year. It does. So I mean, for a wide receiver, receivers and toes, you don't want toe issues. Yeah, but for a defensive lineman, a foot is significant too. To keep in mind, so mm. I'm just I'm, again, they're probably saying the exact I'll, same thing we are. I will qualify it as let me see today's report. 
for, for both? For, for, yeah, for both. Okay. For both. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, because no, they're saying the same thing. They're no. like, oh my gosh, DeMarcus we're, Lawrence isn't going to play. We're going to run all we're, over we're, this defense. team, keep that energy over here. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. for both, Justin Jefferson and for DeMarcus Lawrence, let's see today's injury report when practices actually occur in both cities. Let's yeah. see what their status is at the end of the day. Hashtag keep that energy. Hashtag keep that energy. Let's see if the Cowboys can keep that energy that they had in the first three quarters against the Packers and take that to all four quarters against this Vikings defense. I mean, there were times where that offense finally got back off the ground. Giants game. <laughs> Giants game. Shout, was out, he was shout on the, out to Big Dame just replying on Twitter. Giants game. Appreciate you, Big Dame. Thank you, Big Dame. But there were times where this offense looked like it was working again. There were times. <laughs> and, then it, and then it came to... Nate Newton is just like the black creeping. Santa over here. Look at this. Let's see if we can get with the like black see if we get it on, on Isaiah's camera here. Look at there he is. Hey, look at Nate. He's just watching. He's just watching. Look at him. Hey, uh, he trying Come out. In. He trying out today. Yeah, he was, he's going to take this fourth chair. <laughs> Nate Newton about to join us here on Talking Cowboys. You may have to let him in. Santa. But previewing the Cowboys offense versus the Minnesota defense, there were times where this looked like. It was working, Nate Newton, in week number 10 <laughs> against the Minnesota Vikings. How can they keep that consistency going? Yeah, the Cowboys offense. How, they, how can they Santa. keep that consistency through <laughs> all, Santa, Santa. Through all <laughs> four ho, quarters? Ho, ho, White beard and all. Talk to us, Santa. Hey, hey. Uh, I think up until this point, Coach Keller Moore has been doing a nice, a nice job. And yes, the, the last game that we played, I didn't like that up tempo in the second half because I think we needed to rest our defense. But he's been calling good games, and uh, if Zeke can get back this week and uh, and maybe give him one or two more runs and mm. continue to let Tony Pollard do what he has to do, and I think we need to involve our tight ends a little bit more. I think we should be okay going up in there uh, trying to control the time of. Uh, possession you agree there Kyle I do agree I, I think overall Kellen's done a good job but it's not a great job yet he's still learning he's still getting better Isaiah do you disagree I compare everything to what I've seen him capable of and that's and that's the ceiling that's fair yeah and that's I mean so once I know what you're capable of I know you can run a 4-2 a 4-4 is not not getting it done it's not trash, though. It's not trash. Exactly. But that's and that's what we're saying, to, right? It's not trash. Need to improve. But but we know what you're capable of. I just want to. And see there's no it. limit on it, right? Like like okay. like like Master P. So I'm trying to understand uh, what <laughs> I think. Once he overcomes these internal shackles that he has on himself, he will be much better, and his offense will be much more efficient because they're not struggling in certain areas, but they're trying to force it in other area, in other regions. So to Nate's point, how do you control the clock? Yeah, you control the clock by by being efficient. Now I'm gonna go off off the uh rails a little bit here and by saying, uh this this is about our wide receivers and our quarterback mm-hmm. and our tight ends. Mm-hmm. If if these guys Same are page. on par, yeah, we, we, we win this game, fellas. Absolutely. And, and and that is uh, being more efficient not only falls on Coach Moore, it falls on, on the individual players. Yeah. And, it, and it takes me back to what I've been saying and preaching all week, and I'm going to continue to preach this all, until I see it. Do your job. Yep. 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 You know, yep. 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 Uh, 
Coach Kellum can put together game plans all day and and try to get people in position. And maybe he need to do a better job of saying, hey, tight end, you can't get caught up. Whether it's in the end zone or whether it's a naked boot. Because I've heard our quarterback say that, well, a guy got caught up. You can't get caught up. This is a necessary uh, thing for us to develop our offense so we can put more and more in and we can be just uh, – we can tweak every week and give people a different look just by tweaking this. So uh, the efficiency not only falls on Coach Moore, it falls on the quarterback and it falls on the wide receivers. You know, uh, our running backs, they doing their job. Yeah, Even right. in third down situations, Pollock becomes better. Zeke is who he is. Uh, the little Malik Turner Malik running like he's a young Zeke with power and with skill. So this falls on three people. Yeah. <clears throat> Offensive line, yeah. do your job. Wide receivers, tight ends, do your job. And that allows the other two guys, uh, Coach Kellerman, and uh, Dak to be they're more really, efficient. They're really not, as an offense, they're not far mm. from being, uh, I don't want to use the word prolific because prolific would be like what they were in 2021, but they're not far from being a threat on a weekly basis. Because if you look at what happened in Green Bay, uh, it was lack of execution, and, and under that umbrella of lack of execution goes miscommunication cues between QB and wide receiver. If you take those two miscommunications away, you just deleted two interceptions, and then you delete 14 points for Aaron Rodgers because he got two touchdowns off of those two interceptions, and the Cowboys win the game. So to, to Nate's point, Kellen, and to all of our point, because we're all correct right. in this aspect, Kellen needs to improve in the aspect of uh, – understanding situationally when to go into the hurry up versus when to slow the game down and start pounding in, in right. you know the defense. I love when he starts out the game in the hurry up um, because if everything's being executed, it tend to put it tends to put the opposing defense on their heels. They're not right, ready for right. that. That's helping the Cowboys get off to fast starts. Uh, same for the third quarter. There's a reason the Cowboys have been really, really good in the third quarter. But if you look at a game like the Packers and they're red hot in the third quarter as they typically are, but then they start coughing up, you know, points here and there, 17 unanswered. You go back and you look at the film and you say, well, why? What happened? It's because you were moving too fast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and going back to what I said yesterday, I don't think that they missed Ezekiel Elliott so much so that they couldn't have won the game against the Packers. But once the game started to get away from them, that's when they started to miss Ezekiel Elliott. Do you think Zeke makes that much of a difference this week compared to last week? I do because of his, his running style. I do. If you're going to control time of possession, that's the man. Zeke is the guy to do that, that's right, Nate? All of, it's not so much that we need Zeke. It's mm-hmm. just execution and what you're doing. And I, because I, I thought the Malik Davis guy did what he had to do. Had it's just that we had to slow down. We had to slow down because one thing that has happened is that, and I say this, all of us up until last week. Maybe not Zeke. I mean, not, maybe not Zeus. <laughs> maybe not Zeus. But all of us bought into the sack party. To a man, to a woman, to a podcast. We all, wow. Okay, they rushed for 200 yards, but we won. Go get them. We bought into it. But now, it ain't happening no more. I think Zeus bought into it, too. 
You, you picked the Cowboys to win 31-13 or whatever I, it was. That's some, those two different conversations. We're right. talking about the sack party. Yeah. What are you talking, talking about the sack party? Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about. That's what they just yeah. said. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. No, I understand. But when party. when did he uh, Not, go against the sack party? I, went, I, went, I, I made a point of emphasis because you remember against the Bears, you were like, oh, they could have the 200-plus yeah, yards. I'm like, the Bears. yeah, yeah, but, but against nobody. Like nobody. No, I, you can't allow those, that versus nobody because if you if you allow that, then you've already shown where your weakness is. Now they might be the Bears might be prolific in running the ball, and that might be what they do best, but they're still attacking a weakness that you have. They're not oh just simply overpowering your personnel. They're simply exposing you and they have better personnel for that particular type of, of the scheme. Yeah. Once you show that on film, every team, every team will expose that. What happened the next week? Exposed. exposed. What's gonna happen this week? We're going to see. Exposed again. We're going to see because if you load the box up, what's going to happen? They're coming up. And, and the thing Guys is. Guys on the outside, you yeah. got Justin Jefferson, you got Thielen. So, like, that's when, that's when Nate's talking about, like, yeah, sack party's awesome when you force a team to have to pass. But you have to get the team either out of their game plan by getting up early or you have to be so prominent in your run defense that they now have to pass the ball. And now you can go do what you do best. So, so here's the thing. And I'll say this. I said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. I don't care what happened in the Bears game because of how the Bears game flowed. I care. And I'm not trying to take that away from you, my brother. (laughs) I'm saying the reason I don't care about that is simply because the game was so dominated by the Cowboys that they said, we know that you you want to go over the top to get back in the game, so what Uh we're going to do is protect that and you can have all that. You can run to your heart's desire. Now, hold on, hold on. But then you flip it to Green Bay. Uh That's a different story. Because remember what I said after the Bears game if the game was close against Chicago and they run up 200-plus yards, then it's a problem because that you need it to stop that from happening because the game was in the balance. The game in Green Bay was you, you sold out to stop the run. You didn't sell out to stop the run against Chicago because you had the game well in hand and you were letting you know the clock work against them and they were just not smart enough to try to pass the The only run. problem we have here is one coach was protecting his young quarterback and the other coach was just putting his quarterback in position to win the game. And this has always been Achilles heel for the last five to six years. What does the Cowboys do when you have a running game with a good, solid quarterback that can control tempo? And we have lost, every game we have lost this year comes down to that. Okay, can I speak? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, Isaiah. It's part of your show. Yes, we played nine games this year, correct? Right. Nine games this year. Nine. How many games were not 100-yard games? Uh, run defensively? Run defense. Uh, two. Two. Yeah. Let me go down the line. 152 yards. 167 yards. 142 yards. 136 yards. 117 yards. 240, 207. You don't see a problem here. Who said they didn't see a problem? I'm saying to say that you don't, it doesn't bother you. Like no defensive coordinator is going to say, "Hey, keep running the ball." Ultimately, your your goal is to win <laughs> you, the ball. You realize we're <laughs> talking about this contextually, I get it, right? I get right. it. I get it. But contextually, you've given up 
nine or seven out of yeah, your nine games over 100 yards on the ground. You're my point. My right. point is exclusive to the Chicago Bears game. And I'm, and I'm saying it's not exclusive, though, because that was 240 against them. That's 207 in the following oh, game. Man. Prior to that, you gave you're up 117, 136. So what I'm saying. If I, if I let you have what's on my – if I put on my front yard something to bait you to keep you from trying to get what's in the backyard and you take that bait, that's all well and good. But if I go on the front yard with my shotgun to keep you from taking something on my front yard and you take it anyway, I, I get it. That's a problem. How many times have they done that this year? Have they put it out there and say, I got a shotgun with you? I got a shotgun. I got a bazooka. I got everything. The the only game. Two games. The only game that they weren't on the front yard, on the front lawn with the shotgun was Chicago, which is why I'm saying I don't care because of how that game flowed. I obviously care about what happened with Green Bay. Mm -hmm. I obviously care about what they allowed the Philadelphia Eagles to do in the run game. Obviously, I'm saying don't take my grain of rice that I'm describing and turn it into a whole field. I'm just saying that this defense has made valiant efforts to stop the run of every team that they've played. Some teams are going to be more of an emphasis than others because of what those teams present. But every team, aside from the Rams who have no running game, zero zero running game, so we could just eliminate that one, okay, and the Cincinnati Bengals, they run the ball pretty well, but they like to throw the ball, okay? Those are the only two teams that you had any form of success stopping the run. Yeah, you jumped up 17-3 to against Cincinnati, and they didn't run we the ball for 240 yards. We all know the run defense is a problem. I, Going I, to what Nate said, which also goes to what Mike said, which was pass rush is a privilege. And, and when I spoke with Neville Gallimore yesterday, I love what he said in that uh, he said, Coach hit it on the head. You have to earn, the, you have to earn third down. Be, by winning on first and second down. If you can't win on first and second down and force, you know, third and mid, third and long, then your pass rushers are not going to be able to pin their ears back and go and get guys because guess what? You're going to have to be in run defense again, but now third and mid, third and short, you, the other team has options. They could run the ball or they could do a quick slant, and now you're going up against a Minnesota team that loves West Coast and your quick ins and your quick outs. So this is a game going into Minnesota where the Cowboys – absolutely have to. It goes without saying they have to stop the run. But in doing so, it will then free up the pass rush because you're going to put them in third and longs. And now, this is against Kirk Cousins, who will throw interceptions and make mistakes. So, yeah, Cowboys have an issue on run defense. All I'm saying is, after the, out of that whole equi- equation, take the Bears out and drop them in the trash and everything else is true. That's all I'm saying. Ding, ding, ding. Round one has come to an end. Uh, I really enjoyed that. However, this is a preview for the Cowboys offense versus the Minnesota defense, and we haven't talked a single lick of that outside of like the first 12 seconds Because of Santa this. was blessing us with, with He, he yeah. was blessing us with, with, with knowledge. Santa didn't get the rundown, though, so we got we to <laughs> make sure that we're, uh, we're, we're staying on track here. But when we come Santa back, you can stick around if you want. Nate, you got anything to do? No, I, I, I'll stick around there because I mean I, I I was just you know like you, you know, <laughs> just dodging bullets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they're sitting on opposite sides of the table. Right, I like right. it. No, that's my dude. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's it's all fun and games. When we come back, let's talk about that Cowboys offense. Can they get C.D. Lamb going again? How vulnerable is the Vikings secondary? When we come back, right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA Equal Housing Lender Credit and Collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys, this is right up Nate Newton's alley. Knock out all of your holiday shopping during back-to-back days of Market at the Star, presented by Flea Style. While you're at the Star for your Cowboys Christmas extravaganza on November 18th, make sure and shop from over 30 festive vendors while enjoying carolers, hot chocolate, and more at Night Market at the Star from 4 to 9 p.m. Then you can come back to see us on Saturday, November 19th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. to explore goods from 55 more local vendors. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. It's right up your alley, Santa Claus. Yes, yes. yes. Very nice. Uh, It just keeps on giving. Keeps on giving. Speaking right. of giving, you got a yeah. gift in the uh, in the break there from our friend Douglas. Yeah, yeah, it did. My, show, and I show put, it to people. Yeah, I, I should have put that away, but I, I, I well, I didn't want y'all to have none of this. No. <laughs> yeah, I make him get. I'll take the I'll take the other stuff that's in there. Yeah, I make him get it out, man. My fingers too fat, and I can't move. Going to keep talking. My man, keep talking. You that. just want me to keep talking yes, to, to buy you some time. Yeah, nice and manicured. Yeah, where, 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 yeah, I do that, man. I do that. Fat man. Douglas, do that. who listens to yeah. all the shows, and he's actually the one that cuts up the cow bites. He does a lot of audio work for us. He walked in, and he gave this card. Do your job. Do your job. Just like what Nate was saying. Do your job. That was wow. from the Jason Garrett era, right? Yes, is that what yes, he was saying? Yes. 
Yes, Jason, if you had did your job, you'd still. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's Santa. my boy. He hit, me the, he hit me the other day. Jason hit me the other day, man. And yeah. uh, I appreciate that, you know, to tell me he gave uh, some network my number. And I'm like, okay, great. Great to hear from you, Jason. You're doing a great job on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do your job, man. That's all what so we Jason all have to was do. on the naughty list. Yeah, we have to just do our jobs. But our that's jobs. that's the same thing that not only was Neville saying it, it's the same thing that Micah Parsons said after the game. It's the same thing that J. Ron Kerr said in the locker room yesterday when, when they were all asked, you know, what's wrong with the run defense? Um, and then when you talk to Dan Quinn and you ask questions like, do you have the right personnel to fix it? And he says, absolutely. And then you go back and you look at the film and you say, well, DQ's not wrong. They do have the right personnel. So what went wrong in Green Bay, for example? execution, wrong lanes, over pursuits, uh, guys playing hero ball. And what Neville said yesterday was, he said, hey, we got a defense full of dogs. Everybody's a dog on our defense. I think we can all agree with that. He said the the, the problem is is every dog is, is more or less trying to, you know, get the home run swing in one play. Stay within yourself. Stay within your assignment. Don't over pursue. Don't, you know, try to be that guy. Because, and, and remember that you're that guy by default. So if you just stick to your assignment – and the guy next to you on, in either direction sticks to their assignment, the run game would be precipitously better than what we've seen. Guys, I want to talk offense. This is this is so good. I'm just I'm kidding. Not, I'm not really that upset about it because I think the conversation no, we, is great. We, we can switch it, though, because I also forgot in news and notes. Um, Zadarius Smith, oh, team leader for the Vikings in sacks, nine and a half sacks, dealing with a knee issue. He popped up on the injury report yesterday. So Is he limited or was he, he out? He was limited. Okay. He was limited. But, you know, hashtag keep that go. energy. Right? Let's see what practice <laughs> holds today for Zadarius Smith as well. Because if he's dealing with a uh, a knee issue of any sort, Something. if he's less than 100%, um, then obviously, technically speaking, that should work in the Cowboys' favor. I hesitate to say it because Rashawn Gary was out. And, mm. What did you when you went back and watched the film, Isaiah? What what did you think of the performance for the Cowboys' offense in Green Bay? Do you think it was ab- above their average this season? No. What do you What do you think? Where would you put it? See, I mean, yeah. it's pretty basic. I mean, that defense at Green Bay is not a threat. Yeah, and you weren't that effective against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can blame it on the miscommunication. You can blame it on, you know, not sticking with the run. Whatever you want to say. They should have scored more points than they scored in Green Bay. Twenty-eight. Yeah, and when you yeah. when you look towards a defense of Minnesota, Minnesota gets points scored against them too, but they have substantially more personnel than Green Bay had on their defense, and their front seven is solid. They're not, you know, they're they're former names or guys that can be game records if you allow for them to get in their zone, uh, but I think the the strength uh, and they have guys at every level. Let's let's not make a mistake. They have yeah, a guy. They have D linemen. They got line Derek backers, and they obviously have some some cornerbacks and safeties. Uh, talking about Pat P and Harrison and, Smith, and, yeah, and Big Smith. Smith. So, but my, I think the the strength of this defense is their linebackers. Mm-hmm. I think I think Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendricks, and and you put Zadarius Smith in there if you want to. He's really a DN. But those linebackers, man, these guys don't miss tackles. They just don't miss tackles, and these guys are big and physical. And if you're if you try to run the ball against them, they have a lot of gap integrity. They're not jumping around blocks. They're coming downhill, um, and their cornerbacks and safeties are more than willing and happy to come down there and hit you as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be definitely a challenge. They don't do anything amazing. They don't pressure you a lot. They're not their defensive ends aren't gonna necessarily get home all the time. But in terms of run integrity and gap integrity, they make it difficult on you. You know how to punish that? 
guys who love coming down and, and you know playing downhill against your run is you put in a running back that loves going uphill mm-hmm. to meet them. And uh, roses to Tony Pollard. He is very good at what he does, very good. Uh, and he's a starter in the league uh, with any other team. But this is a, a, a game where because you have guys like Jordan Hicks, whom the Cowboys know very well from his time with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, <laughs> try to tackle Ezekiel Elliott a few times, and then you start thinking twice about it the fourth and fifth time. It, it's over the course of a game, it really just beats you down. So uh, it's a different type of running style. So hopefully for the Cowboys to help combat that, because, yeah, they have some <laughs> their linebacker core something else, to help combat that is you just keep punching them in the mouth, keep punching them in the mouth, and eventually a tooth comes loose, and then another one falls out and here you are in the fourth quarter and they don't want to tackle anymore because they're they're battered and bruised so that that's going to open up guess what here we come irs mm. play action yeah so yeah, this is it. how you do it you you have to control this game uh because if you don't zadarius smith mm-hmm. and donnell hunter yeah mm-hmm. they play up and down the line you can see them over the guards yep. you can see them over the tackles you can see them in gaps but if you control it through the run game and a play action pass and keep your tight ends involved in this game, then they'll basically go back to their de- their outside linebacker positions, their defensive end positions. You don't want them being able to play over our guards, you know. And even though we got a great guard and our right guard, we don't want that over our left guard. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure these guys stay home by controlling the short passing game and your run game. And so to keep these guys at home and to make sure that uh, uh, Kendricks and, uh, and, uh, and the other guy, Jordan Hicks, yeah. make sure they play their normal positions. Yeah. So that, that's, we have to do this, man. And going back to last week, I thought Green Bay defense with Kenny, uh, I can't think of his name, the big uh, nose tackle, three technique, I thought they were better than they, than they seemed. And this team here has let – uh, stats. Don't let the stats yep. fool you with Minnesota. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because what they have shown me is when they need a stop, a la Buffalo, yeah. they will get a stop. You know, so this this team is much better than you think, but they can be controlled yeah. if you do a short passing game and run downhill. It'll make these other uh, Smith and uh, Hunter stay home. And the, the interior of the defensive line might be a little uh, a little less meaty this week because um, Tomlinson, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So he Dalvin. he's dealing with a calf injury. Uh, he did not participate yesterday. Now that's one that I, I don't know that he's going to participate today either. So there's a there's a good chance that Tomlinson is not in the middle of that defensive line uh, for the Vikings on Sunday. So that just goes back to what we're saying. Run the ball. Uh, hopefully Zeke is there so you can have that particular punishing running style and then play Tony Pollard off of that, which then feeds the play action and, and just go from there and start attacking. Make those safeties start coming forward because they're afraid of the run game and they got to help in that run game and Play action, over the head, play action, 10 out, play action, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I think that's what you, the strategy you would like to get to, but yeah. these guys are so sound up front, you can wear them down. Right. You can wear them down. Right. But if, you, if you're impatient, then they're gonna, they'll make you pay for it Kelly. because Smith doesn't need to be up in the box. If he comes in the box, you better, you better freaking 
you better watch out because he's coming to hit somebody in their mouth. But these these linebackers are so freaking just savvy, man. And like they're <laughs> they are not going to be out their gaps. They're not going to be jumping around blocks. They will two gap a freaking offensive lineman like it's nobody's business, and they'll shed them and, and get the pack. I mean, these guys are physical. Nate, I'm sure you've seen it on yeah. film. They're physical linebacker. Like yeah. this is like the definition of linebackers. This isn't like a hybrid, you know, 2022 type of linebacker. Like this is true. They they can play in any era. Plug a hole, run downhill, make a tackle, make a read, linebacker. Sure, tacklers. Our tight end's got to come into play. Whew. Not only make sure you're blocking well, mm-hmm. but we got to get them involved. Yeah. We have to get them involved in our, in our passing game. Page and Fergie and Hemdershot. <laughs> Paging those two. Because Dalton, Dalton's going to get his targets. Uh, you know, I said it before and I'll say it again. He's Dak Prescott's favorite receiver you've seen that kind of coming it back continues to play itself out and yeah. i said that when that came back i was like you want to see the reemergence of dalton schultz and, and now we're seeing it um but the thing with dalton schultz is he's he's not that guy that gets yak after you get him in space i think we saw an instance of that at least once in green bay where he got um that got him out in out, you know, out in space uh and he couldn't beat that the, the single tackler that was out there. And that's not a knock against Schultz. It's just not his game. But then when you harken back to the Philadelphia game and you saw what Jake Ferguson does in space, and then you know that Hendershot can stretch the field, get these young guys involved in, in Minnesota. Get these safeties trying to figure out how they should play, and then you got an advantage. Dallas has committed just nine turnovers on the season. That's the fourth fewest in the entire NFL. They've turned it over nine times. That's it. Entering week 11... Minnesota's defense has tallied 16 takeaways on the year. That's the second most in the league to this point. Off of those turnovers, Minnesota has cashed in on 46 points. So not only can the defense take the football away, but when they take it away, they're going to convert. They're going to make you pay. And that's the biggest thing for Dallas this week is two things. One, hold on to the football. And two, if you do, your defense has got to bow up and do do some work. But offensively, hold on to the football. You've done a good job of that this year, but over the last few games, those takeaways, those turnovers that have been forced against you have come back to cost you a la Green Bay and what happened in the early parts hey, of CD, that football game. Cross face, brother. Cross face. Cross the face. Make, make it happen, CD. Cross the face. All right, when we come back, let's talk – more about the Cowboys or the the Vikings secondary. I didn't necessarily when I was watching film. I didn't necessarily see anything that was too concerning. But they've still got pieces on the backside of that defense. When we come back with more talking Cowboys, ta ta. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Live music fans, head to the Star in Frisco on Tuesday, November 29th for a brand new monthly concert series, Sounds of the Star, featuring the country rock band Western Rewind. The concert kicks off at 7 p.m. and is free and open to the public. For more info, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Cool event out here at the Star. They're doing a ton of stuff here in the Star District, so mm-hmm. keep it right in tune for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Plenty more to come. Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Let's wrap things up by talking secondary. C.D. Lamb with a career game last week. Became the fifth Cowboys receiver in franchise history to have at least 10 receptions, at least 150 yards, and two touchdowns in a single game. Only the fifth one to ever do so. Had a career game with 11 receptions, 150 yards, and those two scores. Isaiah, when you look at the secondary of Minnesota, how can Dallas have some success in the passing game? Be patient. Yeah? <laughs> they got to be patient and work their way down the field. These guys are playing single high, cover three most of the time, and they're really just allowing their underneath coverage to keep everything at bay. They they are probably the one, one of the most – I'll go out there on a limb – the most patient defense that Dallas has faced this year, meaning that they're going to – play soft coverage, let you get things in front. They don't want you behind them. They really don't want you behind them at all. Um, And Kellen Moore is going to be challenged to play really Minnesota's version, Minnesota's style of offense, which is West Coast, take the underneath routes, work your way down the field, run the ball, long sustained drives. Like They're okay doing that. And because Minnesota plays so physical, it, it starts to wear on you. And I know you guys are talking about some of the, the turnovers that some of these teams have had committed against them. Well, after a while, you get tired of getting hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, now over the duration of the game, you, you start feeling those hits, and all of a sudden you start saying, screw this, man. Let's let's try to take this thing over the top. And then that's when you start having uh-ohs and, you know, guys start trying to do too much with their yak yardage and try to start making plays because they just want to hurry up and score. And, and Minnesota's like, oh, that's what we've been waiting on. Thank you. Do your job. Yeah. Um, and... and Again, it, I'm going to beat this drum in, until we see it 
consistently a thing, but you got to keep running the ball, but not just that. And when I say keep running the ball, I obviously don't mean do it 100% of the time. Rewind the the episode and you'll hear what we're saying. Run the ball to establish it, and then you'll be able to get the play action off, and that's going to keep these these safeties and, and, you know, Harrison Smith, for example, four interceptions, seven pass deflections. Patrick Peterson, future Hall of Famer, uh, three interceptions, 12 pass deflections. They can both cover and take the ball away. You have to make sure that you're picking your spots and you're picking them wisely. But you can't just go out thinking you're going to pitch it all over the field against this team because you're going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay for that. You have to get them guessing. You have to get them trying to figure out, is it a run? Is it a pass? If it is a pass, who's it going to? Is it to Dalton up the seam? Or, oh, my God, I see Ferguson and, and Hendershot. Well, maybe they don't respect those two guys yet, and then you can make them pay for that. They're obviously going to shade a lot of attention to CeeDee Lamb. I think this is going to have to be a, a, a big game for Michael Gallagher. I wouldn't be surprised if CeeDee Lamb ends up with, which would still be a good game, you know, a 65, 70-yard game, and then Michael Gallup ends up being the 100-yard receiver. So however you scheme it up, it has to be executed wisely because that's another thing about it. And we talked about it in between segments. I can't shake the fact that that Minnesota keeps, and this is not to take away from them being a good team because they are a very good team. Good teams find ways to win. But a lot of the ways they're winning is because of late-game errors by other teams. Look at what happened in Buffalo, Josh Allen, and, and the botched snap at the back end of the fourth quarter, then the interception in overtime. You look at the Washington Commanders game, you know, the late-game penalty against uh, four, <laughs> rookie fifth-round pick and former Cowboy John Ridgeway, and then Taylor Heineke makes a mistake. If the Cowboys can play efficient, mistake-free football predicated upon the run that then sets up the pass, they will win this game. Got to make it happen. Got to make it happen. It's got to happen. It starts with the run. It starts with the trenches. And it's very much so what we had talked about with Green Bay last week as well. And they weren't able to execute in that regard because Green Bay did work defensively. They did work offensively, especially late in the game. And they did so by making Dallas pay. Can Dallas turn that around this week against Minnesota? Tomorrow we'll say it with our chest. Yes. You've got your key matchups. We've got maybe a little bit of pumpkin spice tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah, you know what that means around these parts. <laughs> That's Basi- right. Basically, pumpkin spice means a little secret surprise for Ooh, you guys at curve home. Curveball. Mm. Yeah, a little curveball. Mm. But we'll we'll have some pumpkin spice tomorrow for you as well, as long as we keep saying it with your chest. Right, Pat? Absolutely. Let's make it happen. Yeah, undo your top button, though, tomorrow. I'll do it right now. Mine, mine is never. I'll say it right now. Here we done. go. <laughs> so we, we, All right. Oh, oh. Hey. Hamburger uh, helper. Uh, hamburger <laughs> helper. <laughs> That's a terrible way to end this show. For Isaiah Stanback. Patrick Nosey Walker, Chris Beam in the back. Special thanks to our friends at Black Rifle Coffee Company. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!